For decades, researchers and medical professionals have pursued a more concrete understanding of migraine headaches. Where do they come from? What can we do to save our patients from these unbearable spells? We're still not sure of the origin of migraines, but we may have found a device that minimizes their impact. You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery and Practicing General Surgeon. Our guest today is Dr. Richard Lipton, Professor and Vice Chair of Neurology at Albert Einstein College of Medicine and Director of the Montefiore Headache Center in New York and Lead Investigator of Research on Transcranial Magnetic Stimulation as Treatment for Migraine Headaches. Welcome, Dr. Lipton. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. We are discussing a new device that minimizes the effect of migraines. Dr. Lipton, tell us about this new device. Well, the device is a handheld device that delivers a very brief magnetic field. Someone with migraine would put the device at the back of their head when they felt an aura coming on, push a button which would deliver a pair of magnetic pulses and if all goes well, that terminates the migraine attack. Now, why does that terminate the migraine attack? That terminates the migraine because of Faraday's law. So a fluctuating magnetic field through a semiconductor induces a little bit of current, and the thought is that the migraine aura is an electrical event in the brain, and the magnetic field disrupts that electrical event and terminates the migraine. How did you ever figure something like that out? Actually, I wish I could claim credit. The idea came from an engineer named Bob Fischel, who was learning about migraine aura. There's lots of evidence that the aura of migraine is an electrical event called cortical spreading depression. So during the aura, a wave of excitation followed by a wave of inhibition marches over the cortical mantle, and he reasoned that a magnetic field might disrupt that process and might be a treatment for migraine, and it turns out his theory is correct. Now, what does this device look like, and how do you use it? The device is about the size of a hairdryer. It weighs about two or two and a half pounds, and it's contoured to fit the shape of the head. So it's charged by plugging it into the wall, and when a migraine comes on, People apply the device to the back of the head, push a button, it delivers two brief magnetic pulses, and that's the treatment. So this technique, TMS, has been used in FDA-approved devices for diagnostic purposes for many years, and an NIH panel and the FDA have both determined that the device is safe, that this kind of single pulse Transcranial magnetic stimulation is essentially free of risk, but there was no evidence that it worked as a migraine therapy until relatively recently. Well, tell us about the recent results. The study we did enrolled people who had migraine with aura, the two broad kinds of migraine, migraine with aura, where the headache is preceded by zigzag lines or spots of light or graying out of vision, and migraine without aura, where those events don't occur. We don't yet know if the device works in migraine without aura, but in migraine with aura, we asked patients to treat three headaches 
using either a real device or a sham device then followed what happened to their headaches following treatment. And what happened? Well, in the people who treated with the real device, 40% were pain-free after two hours, and the overwhelming majority remained free of pain for 48 hours after treatment. And in people who treated with the sham device, only 20% became pain-free after two hours. So in a study with about 100 patients in a group, that was a statistically significant difference in favor of the device. Now, are patients taking medications as well during this study? There are two kinds of migraine medications that people take, preventive medicines that they take on a daily basis, whether or not headache is present, and acute medications which they take to relieve the headache once it begins. In this study, patients were allowed to take preventive medications, but once the headache began, they were not allowed to treat with medication in addition to the device for the first couple of hours. Of course, we wanted to be able to see if it was the device that relieved their headache or medication that relieved their headache, and so we had to exclude medications. And is this device always have to be plugged in, or does it operate on batteries? No, it has a battery. It holds a charge for, yeah, I actually don't know how long, I think for 24 hours. But it does need to be recharged, but it does not need to be plugged in. And because migraines strike out of the blue and can occur at any time, the intention was to have a portable device that people could carry with them so they could treat at home or in the office or at work if that's when the headache struck. If you have just joined us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and our guest is Dr. Richard Lipton, Professor and Vice Chair of Neurology at Albert Einstein College of Medicine and Director of the Montefiore Headache Center in New York and lead investigator of research on transcranial magnetic stimulation as treatment for migraine headaches. We are discussing a new device that minimizes the effect of migraines. Dr. Lipton, do you have any side effects when you use this technique of magnetic stimulation? TMS is a very safe technique. Occasionally people get a little bit of tingling in the scalp when treatment is delivered. And so in designing the study, one of my concerns was that blinding might not be maintained because people might be able to feel the tingle and therefore conclude that they were getting the device. So we actually built a sham device that vibrates and delivers a pulse, and we showed in the study that 70 to 80 percent of patients who got sham stimulation and 70 to 80 percent who got genuine stimulation believed that they were getting the real deal. So you know, I was actually very happy to see that blinding was maintained, but side effects are really very minimal. TMS has been studied as a treatment for depression, although this is repetitive stimulation, TMS, and the FDA is currently reviewing TMS as a depression treatment, and it's also been used as a diagnostic technique to stimulate motor cortex and measure electrical conduction time through the motor system. I'm certain that many of the listeners, as well as myself, are curious why there is a different effect on a patient with a migraine with an aura and without an aura. The study that we conducted was limited to migraine with aura. There's currently a study in the field in migraine without aura, and we don't yet know whether the device will work in migraine without aura. The reason 
for starting in migraine with aura is because there's clear evidence that when people have visual auras, there's abnormal electrical activity in the occipital lobe, and so it seemed like the best place to start. Interesting, at least to me, was our observation that whether people treated during the aura or after the aura had resolved and pain had began, in people who had migraine with aura, the device was effective. So I'm hopeful that it will work in both of the major kinds of migraine, although that's something where we'll just have to wait for the results of the study to know for sure. So the migraines with aura and the migraines without aura, are they different neurophysiologic headaches? The assumption is that in the pain phase, that migraine with aura and migraine without aura are fundamentally similar. They have the same associated symptoms, nausea, sensitivity to light and sound, and sometimes GI symptoms and so forth. But the aura itself is a distinct neurophysiologic event characterized by this wave of spreading depression marching over the cortical mantle. And some people believe that cortical spreading depression also occurs in migraine without aura, but over association cortex. And the thought is that when that happens, that gives rise to the mental clouding, the confusion, the word-finding difficulty that some people with migraine have. So we know spreading depression is the substrate of migraine with aura, and we're unsure as to whether or not it occurs in migraine without aura. Is the transcranial magnetic stimulation still experimental, or is it used clinically? No, TMS is used clinically with tabletop devices that, as I said, are used for brain stimulation. But its therapeutic use, both for depression and for migraine, and actually for Parkinson's disease as well, is still experimental. What's novel in this study is was the handheld device that was developed by the study sponsor, which is a company called Neuraleave. So the devices that are commercially available are tabletop devices for use in medical offices, and those devices weigh 65 pounds or more. And the device used in this study delivers an identical magnetic pulse but weighs two to three pounds. So what's new is the therapeutic application and the portability of the device that Neuraleave developed. Are these portable devices uh, items that are covered usually by insurance companies? Because they're not approved as therapy yet, it is by no means clear to me whether third-party payers will cover them. My hope is that if they're safe and effective, that they will be covered in the same way that many other medical devices are. Well, I'm sure all of the listeners are wondering, what is the cost of this? As far as I know, the company has not made a decision about pricing yet, and I think not even about what the business model will be, whether the device will be leased or whether it'll be sold. I just can't answer that. I'm sorry. What about uh, using this, as you mentioned, for depression or, let's say, schizophrenia or other problems? The two major kinds of transcranial magnetic stimulation, single pulse and repetitive stimulation, what's used for depression and for Parkinson's disease is repetitive stimulation where a train of magnetic pulses is delivered to the brain. What's used as a migraine treatment is what we're calling single pulse, although really two pulses of magnetic field, if you will, are delivered to the brain. 
although in theory it might be possible to build a handheld device that had the capacity for repetitive stimulation. As far as I know, there are not yet handheld devices that will do the sort of repetitive stimulation that people would need for depression. And again, both migraine therapy and depression therapy and Parkinson's therapy are not yet FDA-approved indications for PMS treatment. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Richard Lipton. We've been discussing a new device that minimizes the effect of migraines. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at ReachMD.com, featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please call us toll-free at 888-MD-XM157. And thank you for listening.